2: the gators fan podcast because there's never a dull moment in gator nation
0: the gators breakdown podcast is ready to go i'm your host david waters and you can find me on twitter at GatorDave underscore sec and joining you guys right after the dan mullen speaking engagement here in jacksonville put on by the jacksonville gator club uh and uh Dan Mullen making his way to Jacksonville and talking to Gator fans and uh, hey even talk to this uh, media folk <laughs> if you want to if you want to put me on that label if you want to put me in that category uh, you know I guess a uh, half and half you know I'm still fan and media member all at the same time but uh, fan first and uh, of course that's always kind of the, the the first part of, of of this podcast is is being a fan but did get to speak to Dan Mullen uh, in a media room before he spoke to the crowd. Uh, here in Jacksonville uh, at, at the Gator Gathering put on by the Jacksonville Gator Club. Thanks to those guys. It was a really great event uh, put on by them. And, uh, you know, Dan Mullen enjoyed himself. Uh, we got the... You talk with him a little bit, like as I said, those media members, and uh, I'll share the interview, the uh, uncut, that we got from Dan Mullen here. Uh, and also, you know, just some more insight on what he was able to, to say to the crowd and some questions taken from the crowd. I'll hit on a lot of those highlights there. But before we do, remember, you can find Gators Breakdown on news4jax.com slash You'll find all the Gators Breakdown episodes as well as articles from the News for Jack sports team. Even an article pertaining to Dan Mullen being in Jacksonville from uh, Brian Jackson uh, of the News for Jack sports team. Really good uh, insight article there from Southfield here, here and also uh, just a little bit more uh, there. But you can find it on newsforjacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. Also catch us on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and Spotify. And using those services, please share, rate, and review the show. You can go back this week and catch the episode with Thomas Goldcamp of Swap 24-7. Kind of taking a look back at the first week of spring practice and, well, maybe what we can look forward to coming up as well. And be sure to follow Gators Breakdown on social media, on Twitter, and Facebook at Gators Breakdown. So as I said, we've got uh, uh media members from around the Jacksonville area got to speak uh with Coach Dan Mullen and I will play that interview for you uncut right here on uh Gator's Breakdowns. It's kinda of the first time we've been able to do it that way. Uh, I remember going back SEC Media Days kinda of done some things similar to this, but uh with events like this where we can get to talk to Dan Mullen um uh, as uh, as a media member like this, you know, I'll share Share the uh, highlights and, and and all that good stuff, but here it is Dan Mullen uncut before he went to go uh, speak to Gator fans in Jacksonville.
2: How much uh, easier is this year's spring practice when you don't have to take the time to teach them a new language? In other words, your system. How much smoother is it going?
1: Well, I you know I I, I think just going out there at practice you, you get you can get a lot more done because you guys understand what and expect or know what the expectations I'm sorry of practice are. You know when they can go out there on the field. Uh, and they have, they know that they are, uh, you know, what, ha, what, whether from walk through to stretch to what our different individual drills are to what the tempo we expect practice to be, um, as much as knowing the offense and the defense of everything that's happening out there on the field, um, and, uh, you know, within and the kicking game within the system. So it's, uh, it, you know, you're you're able to get a lot more accomplished.
2: Does that follow with the quarterbacks especially? Yeah, well, but, I don't – it's just
1: every you, position.
2: Can you devote more time with the quarterbacks to uh, a lot more subtleties and intricacies? Of-
1: yeah, well, you, you know, because we expect them to know a lot more, you know what I mean, of coming out. And it's their – you know, it's not their first time going through it. So we expect a lot more out of them. Uh, and you can get to more advanced things. You know, you you can – uh, you know, you can take your time teaching it and, and teaching a little bit more advanced stuff, whether, how, you know, how fast you're making decisions, the quickness you make decisions, making sure you're, you're managing the game. And, uh, you know, it's really using the scheme to make plays. You know what I mean? At this, as you continue to grow, uh, and it sometimes it takes a couple of years, uh, but as you continue to grow as a player, you can use the scheme to go make plays because you know what's going to happen before it happens.
3: There's a lot of experience on the offense except for the offensive line they're surrounded by experience so is there a different approach with those guys with the experience
1: that's around them no from? you know i mean a lot of the time you know i install the pace of the quarterbacks if the quarterbacks can check us and get us into the right plays we're going at that speed and the line's got to catch up so but there are a lot of young players on the o-line a lot of young guys getting opportunities and um you know i think when you get that when they're if you're a young player and you're forced into a situation where you have to Get a lot of reps and have to play, you start to see yourself improve a lot quicker.
3: Did you see yesterday Miami's Tate Martell got cleared? And do you think that rule is eventually going to disappear, having to sit out for a year?
1: Uh, I have no idea how it's all going to go. You know, I mean, um, you know, I, I have no problem for guys that are, are, are you know, I, I didn't, I don't, I have no idea why he transferred. Um, to be honest with you, um, I, I haven't. I just saw a headline that he was was eligible, but. Um, you know, I mean, most of our guys that have transferred, we have, we, we, you know, I've had no problem trying to help them get eligible or be eligible right away because they're most every guy that's really that I've had transferred has left for the right reasons, and um, you know, and and so there's 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 specific reasons they're leaving for, so I have, I have no ill will to prevent them from playing.
3: How important is recruiting Jacksonville? Uh, it's in your backyard, and coming in here and being able to the city?
1: Well, it's, it's huge. I mean, you look at all the great Gators that have come from, from Jacksonville. And um, through the years, uh, there's a lot of great players in this area. There always have been. There always will be. And, um, you know, and you look at the success they have. You know, and, I mean, if you're – if you are you know, I certainly hope. I mean, if you're a young kid growing up in Jacksonville, you want to play at the University of Florida. You know what I mean? You you want to go be part of the Gator Nation if you get that opportunity. Because uh, not just while you're in college playing for them, but, I mean, it's – I um, mean, it's a life-changing deal to be part of the university. And, and um, you know, I mean, you look at the, the Gator Nation, I don't, there's, there's, no, there's no, no stronger brand in Jacksonville than, than being a Florida Gator. And so I think, um, you know, for the young men, that opportunity, not just as players, but for the rest of their lives is pretty special.
3: How would you assess recruiting so far this off season? since it's the first real full off season that you've
1: had? Yeah, it's going pretty well. Um, the, uh, for us, I don't know. I, I, I assess recruiting a couple of years down the road. <laughs> I always have, you know, I mean, is because uh, you got to make sure you're getting guys with great character and the right work ethic. Uh, and because those type of guys continue to grow to continue to develop, you know. And re- recruiting is not about what guys are like on signing day. Guy recruiting for us is more like what guys are like on graduation day. Um, that's when we find out what, what, if we've recruited the right guys and we've developed them the right way. And, uh, you know, so, um, it, you know, our guys work hard at it every single day.
2: Is the communication between you and your recruits and their coaches a little bit different this time around now that you've had, you're coming off that year of success as uh-huh. opposed to a little bit of an unknown?
1: Uh, well, I, th- I think right? they get to see what, what, what we're able to do. But, I mean, it's not like I was a first-time head coach. You know what I mean? So, I think guys that really look at what the programs were able to build uh, and that the players I've been able to develop as a head coach, um, you know, I think there was a lot of, of that that you can show proof. It's not, hey, this is our vision. Um, and there's no you know proof behind it. I think there was proof before I came to Florida, but I think especially after a year when you finish, right? I mean num- number 16, ranked team in the country, second highest ranked team in the SEC. Uh, I think they can look at that and say, okay, now you know I, I knew what you did. Uh, before at other schools as a head coach, and how you developed, how you built a program, and I can see how it translates to the University of Florida and and, and how we're going to compete in the future.
3: Coach, first off, since 2016, the defensive coordinator has returned to Florida. And with all the production in the league that you lost with Chelsea Garner Johnson, Deshaun Jensen, Polite, how key was it with that grand return?
1: It's always great having, you know, I mean, you look, Todd's one of the, the, the best defensive coordinators in America. That's why, I mean, all, a lot of colleges came after him, a lot of NFL teams came after him. Um, and it's great to have him, you know, stay on board, believe in what we're doing, and uh, uh, obviously, uh, you know, I think it, it helps us as, uh, you know, the continuity on the defensive side of the ball uh, for the players, uh, for the coaching staff, and to have, you know, such a quality uh, coach on our staff is uh, uh, certainly a, a huge benefit. You know, a hot topic this spring ball has been the pads versus no pads. Can you elaborate on your stance on that? In what way? Of whether you should always yeah. be in pads? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, we 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 lost a great player because they won't let us have pads. He fell over and hurt a shoulder, uh, you know, and it's going to hurt his development, um, you know. So I mean, I'm a big believer, you know. I mean, to uh, there, there's no one that has the 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 safety of our players that has a better, bigger interest in that than I do. They're not a person in the country. There's not a doctor. There's not a medical specialist. There's nobody in America that has the safety of our players a greater interest in the safety of our players than I do. Um, you know, and so it's a shame to see that they create rules that, um, you know, end up, a, a guy ends up, you know, it can hurt his career a little bit um, because they, they mandate that that they we, he's in an unsafe situation. You
2: bring yeah, back uh, Radler to the staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, always important to bring back
1: well you know i mean you look at some of the guys that are former players on our staff one you, you know i mean obviously you want guys that, that want to be in the profession and do what the, what we're going to ask them to do um but also there's a certain pride those guys have in being gators and uh and being part of the university and um you know and so uh i, I think it is special when those guys come back and and uh you know i mean it, it's it's more than a job i mean they're part of the, the the gator family and you know it's 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 deep in their blood of of who they are so um, it's great having those type of guys on the staff. And I am a key one on the staff, and we have a couple other guys that are like that on the staff.
2: Dan, you knew you were having Miami first, but now that the game has been moved a week earlier and you're the first game of the season, has that translated any additional excitement of the kids in getting ready for spring? Or do you think that will happen when you come back? And all I don't season?
1: know. I don't I don't know if it's changed a whole lot. I mean, I think there was um, – uh, for our guys that, that – you know, it's still the first game. It's not like it's been moved from a different part of the season. It's game one. It just happens a week earlier. I think uh, as the excitement goes, right now, our guys, I mean, they're focused on spring and academics. But as it gets closer, I think, obviously, the, 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 you know, the one thing you got to see is the excitement around the game it, itself. Not just, you know, it was already a big game, but now it's really the kickoff game of the 150th season of college football. Uh, so, it's such a special deal that uh, the excitement around that game will certainly build as it gets closer. And um, so, that, that'll that be a lot of fun. Do
2: you find that having a game like that at the beginning of the season sharpens the focus when you come back? Um,
1: we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think it think can, but I, I think also there's so much in training camp, you know, I mean, in us. Uh, we have different goals, you know, and there's different phases of training camp. And, you know,. Uh, when we get into training camp, you're, you're not worried about that game. You're worried about the development and installation and getting things we need done for a long season. Um, now, at the back end of it, then you start transitioning, really. You know, you have your kind of your training camp mode, your transition mode, and then game week mode. Uh, and, you know, I think at, at that back part of it, having a big game will certainly, you know, I mean, get everybody's attention into when we, we get through the transition into game week.
2: How would you compare?
1: from me personally it doesn't change there's I put a lot of pressure on myself to win I I I uh I expect to win all all the time you know I mean and we're always putting pressure on ourselves to win (laughs) Uh, outside of the program I I don't know you know I mean uh, that's not something I I pay a lot of attention to because um you know people like boy you know last year there might not a lot of been pressure on us to win well there wasn't my from coming from my office and uh, you know this year there's gonna be more pressure to win well not any more than last year, or less than last year, coming from my office. So it's uh, uh, for us within within the program. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. I I, um, I would imagine there's a lot more expectations from the Gator Nation out there after having success last year of of, of the direction the program's headed. Coach uh,
3: Slayton and Connelly kind of fell off after you know, starting last season with yeah. shoulder and. Well, they need
1: to. Um, if we want to be successful, you gotta have. You want to have a success. You gotta have depth, um, especially up front defensively. to be able a rotate players. So, uh, you know, for us, you know, I, I, us to have a successful year, those are guys are gonna to have to step up and play up to the Gator standard. And uh, you know, and uh, you know, and then that's playing not just. With flashes, they got that's a consistent performance and consistent excellence, and uh, so it's a it's a big deal. And I know Coach Turner's working real hard with them, and and you know, and they got to have that personal drive also to uh, to go perform at that level.
3: How are the guys taking him so far? I, well, I mean, I think they're
1: done pretty well. You know, I've only had a couple practices. we want to see. I know. I know. Um, David's a great coach, great football coach. Has developed a lot of great players, a lot of guys in the NFL, and. Um, you know, and, and and has great experience understanding what my expectations in the program are. So, um, you know, we're we're excited uh, with what he can do and how he's going to be able to develop these guys.
2: Coach, at low stress events like this, what are the questions you get asked the most from the fans? And do you like interact with the, the guests like this? Yeah,
1: well, I guess is I mean, public speaking in front of a large groups of people. A lot of people might not think that's low stress, right? I mean, obviously, for, for all the, the celebrity TV personalities in the room, it would you guys find that low stress, but. Uh, no, I, 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 you know what, this is our opportunity to come thank um, all, all, all the Gator Nation, you know, I mean, we spend so much of our time asking them to come to Gainesville and support the team, you know, come to games, support the team, uh, all of these things. This is our opportunity for us to come to visit them and thank them at their hometown for all the support they give us. Uh, you know, and I, I mean, I get every type of question. I make sure we try to, you know, let everybody ask whatever type of questions they want. And, you uh, you know, and I try to give them the best answers. Uh, you know, you probably put me on the spot, and I won't be able to think of it right right now because you know, in the middle of spring ball, I got a lot on my mind right now. Of like, what's the best question you've ever been answered? But I'm sure you guys are all welcome to stick around, and you might hear some off the wall ones.
3: Top ten matchup last year, for Georgia here in town, and recruiting battles off the field now. Rivalry just in been ratcheted up in your short time here.
1: Um, yeah, I, I guess you know. I mean, I was here before. And it was a pretty big rivalry when I was here before, so uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess I'd, it'd be a tragedy if it. If, I mean, it seems like people say it fell off in the 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 nine years I was gone, because uh, it's one of the great rivalries in all of college football. And um, you know, you come over that bridge into Jacksonville uh, for the for the Florida Georgia game, and. You know, and, I mean, you see the people everywhere. It's it's uh, it's it's one of the th- games that make college football special. So, um, you know, I'm glad everybody it, it, uh, uh, that it's. I guess everybody perceives that it's back to where it should be.
3: How are you having as much fun watching Spurrier coach as we are?
1: I do. I try to catch the games. I mean, obviously, you know, with that. I mean, uh, I've watched a bunch of them. Uh, you know, when I, when I've been able to. Um, you know, I know my son's. You know, ten. He's a big you know, uh, Apollo's fan. So, uh, you know, uh, one, being being our team in Florida, and, you know, and obviously with Coach Spurrier there and a lot of Gators on the team, it it certainly helps. So, uh, he looks like he's having fun, and I think that's what's really important. Yeah, you know what, that was one game I didn't see. I saw some of the highlights, but I'm I'm gonna bet that was a, that was an, a that that was an experience for him that he you know in the NFL I'm sure he got a couple in but there hasn't been a whole lot of snow games that he's coached in.
3: You got Missouri late in the kind of. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's why they every every year they got like a big parka jacket, right? That generally only gets used in recruiting if we have to go way up north somewhere, um, but might have to be broken out during the season this year.
0: Are back the
1: yeah i'll be i um you know i plan on being here I, I think that's a great event and obviously uh you know i mean that's one of the things when you look at what it means to be a gator and be from jacksonville you know i mean it's the tebow's a pretty big guy but his his biggest event of the year is held here in jacksonville that's because that's where he's from and uh, you know and uh you know, it, it's, I, probably because he went to Florida. I guess if he had gone somewhere else, who knows where it would be located. But I, I think it's such a big deal. Um, and it's a lot of a, a lot of fun. You know, if people haven't been to it, it it's it's open, right? I mean, they, 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 they open it to the public. Uh, you can come sit on 17 and harass all of us. Um, that certainly won't be as good as the guys last week on 17, even though, heck, Tiger put two in the water, right, didn't he? So I'm not going to feel as bad on 17 this year.
3: Did you two of them?
1: In golf, I don't ever get to matched up with him, uh, but I'll say definitely, <laughs> right? I'll certainly get him in my group. I bet if I say that, won't it?
0: <laughs> there it is, Dan Mullen speaking to speaking to us media members here in Jacksonville. A lot of good insight, a lot of good stuff from Coach. I even got to kind of speak to him after the fact as well, and kind of you know a more relaxed setting and how he. This He kept on extending about how he likes to play uh, golf with Tebow in Tebow's event here in Jacksonville. He'll be back next week playing in uh, Tebow's golf tournament at Sawgrass and all, all that good stuff. So, you know, even kind of a personal level uh, as well as, hey, Jacksonville fan, Jacksonville Gator fans got to see as well. Uh, when Dan Mullen took the stage here and just some highlights uh, of the event. First of all, Steve Spurrier was in town as well and introduced coach, introduced coach Mullen after Willie Jackson and Alito Shepard took the stage as well. Kind of hyping up the Orlando Apollos as well. But Steve Spurrier came on the field and I tell you what, it was, a um, uh, some really good stuff by coach Spurrier. Uh, they're introducing Dan Mullen said, uh, Dan Mullen would be the winningest coach, um, in Florida history before it was all said and done. And, uh, the nollies the, the Nolies are in the dumps is what Spurrier said. Talking about the Seminoles, not, uh, living up to expectations, uh, right now, but, uh, Spurrier with the quips, Spurrier had the crowd going and laughing, but, uh, it was a really great introduction there, uh, to get Dan Mullen up on the stage. And then, you know, highlight video played uh, to get the fans all riled up in, in attendance here and season highlights from last season and kind of culminated with a kind of a long highlight look at the, the peach bowl win over Michigan, uh, Look, you know, uh, th- that really got all the fans excited uh, uh, here at this Gator gathering, and that's uh, kind of when I tweeted, uh, this, this uh, it's on fire <laughs> uh, at that time, and uh, I was sitting uh, with Daniel, a good uh, good friend, and uh, Twitter follower, listener of Gators Breakdown was sitting beside him, and uh, it, it was fun. You could tell there was a lot of excitement in the air, a lot of excitement that the crowd was getting ready to go uh, a- as well, so uh, a lot of a lot to look forward to as Dan Mullen uh, hit the stage. And Dan Mullen hit the stage kind of early on talking about, you know, Florida being the premier school uh, in the SEC, a top 10 public university and a, and, a ten, and a team that finished top 10 in the college football rankings at the end of last season. And that's what it means. That's the Gator standard Dan Mullen uh, talks about here. And now it goes on to say, you know, how he's proud to be the coach at the University of Pl- Florida and, you know why he coaches he loves to coach and you know why do you do what you want to do and he answered that question for himself you know is to have a positive impact on, on young people's lives and you know we can see it you go back to that peach bowl and seante lewis and i know i spoke about this a couple of weeks ago but you know seante lewis after the game in that peach bowl and coming back for him as a senior and you know he wasn't even sure he wanted to play football after Jim McElwain uh, got fired and uh, the, the the terrible four and seven season, he wasn't even sure if he wanted to play football. And he gave a speech at, after the peach bowl, thanking coach Mullen for, for bringing back the Gator standard and, and kind of holding players accountable for, for themselves. And look, it, it really spoke to a senior like Seante Lewis and he made it known that to the rest of the locker room there that how much Dan Mullen meant to him and how much he meant to the team and the seniors there. So, you know, Dan Mullen talks about wanting to be and or, you know, having a positive impact on young people's lives. And we've seen that from his time here in Gainesville. And I think we'll see it even more. And he goes on to um, discuss, you know, the, vision to, uh, the division for the University of Florida uh, under him right now. And it's to compete for championships Every single year, every single season, and how does he get there? And Mullen says it starts with accountability uh, to themselves first. All the players have to hold themselves accountable to themselves first, and then to your teammates. And then once you get to those points, then you can hold accountability from your teammates. And you know, once you know you once you trust in yourself, then you can trust in others. And that trust comes from you know, tr- trust comes from that. You know, being able to so look at your teammates and, and uh, it, uh, you know you can really see it and I keep going back to this and another part of accountability here is look at all the lack of off-field trouble that we've seen since Dan Mullen has taken over uh, at Florida you're know, going back and besides the whole you know Tay-Bang Fry-Man incident uh before the season last year there's just not you don't you don't hear a lot of those off-field issues and troubles that we were used to hearing under previous coaching staff so It is. It is definitely a a stark contrast from what we saw before and being accountable to yourselves and to your teammates. Uh, And one thing that I liked a whole lot and it got a rise out of the crowd as well is, you know, you win, you get a trophy. There's no participation trophies here. You win, you get a trophy. That's it's it's that cut and dry. You want the ultimate prize, you got to go win. Nothing, you know, no participation trophies about it. Go out there, win some ball games, you'll get a trophy. And then, of course, uh, Mullen went on to kind of extend the whole relentless effort mantra. And we know that when he was hired, that was the key phrase, that's the key mantra. And hey, look, he even says you get you, you might get 15 opportunities a year, so reach your potential every day, be better in the last game of the season then the first game of the season play with passion and we and we saw that we saw that last year we saw when this team after having to bounce back from Kentucky and go and, and pound Tennessee and then go get an emotional victory against Mississippi State and then the very next week come back home and and the crowd's crazy in the swamp for LSU and you know, really helped to a victory and we, we saw that and being able to bounce back from a mid season funk and then end the season on the high note between you know FSU and, and Michigan. And so it, it, it really does speak to the reaching potential, get better week by week. You may lose some games along the way, but get better week by week. When the season ends, you might become you a 10 win team like last year. And then you got your set, your sights set on, on even bigger things. But, um, uh, Mullen, he went back, kind of to a, a theme and point last year too, and bringing back excitement to Gainesville. And I think the fan that asked him the question was it, you know, him bringing back excitement. But he, he, you know, he turned it around, and he wanted to thank the fans for helping also. Bringing back the excitement to the swamp and, and showing up to games, and he had a you know nice joke about you know, how important the fan base was for the LSU game and how it was the, the most raucous crowd of the season and you you couldn't find a seat, and then jokes about um, were those same fans at the Missouri game, and <laughs> he says he was, uh, but um, you know were a lot of those same fans at the Missouri game when the team come out flat, couldn't get it going, and you know end up losing that game. Uh, but, you know, it was a joke of, you know, how exciting the Swamp can be for an LSU game. Then you turn around and you have a Missouri game and the outcome of that game. You know, I, of course, you know, he's not putting it all on the fan base. So why far I lost Missouri? But you know, I think he is right to a point where the way the crowd was, the way the craziness was for the LSU game, it did have an impact. Uh, on that game and he does you know stress that you can make a difference go to the swamp fill the swamp you can make a difference in these you know a lot of, a lot of these games uh, that the Gators play here so um, you know he, he's thanking for all the support uh, and he does that he does these engaged engagements he's speaking engagements for the fans to thank the fans um, and then, so, uh, some more things about, uh, on the field and particular players, particular position groupings here. And, uh, when well, he was asked about Kadarius Tony and look, he, it was like pretty much the question straightforward was, can we get Kadarius Tony to the ball more? <laughs> and, uh, he, Mullen says he's still learning to be a wide receiver. You know, learn the nuances of being a wide receiver, beat coverage, learn how to beat press coverage. I mean, those are things that he—he he was a quarterback in high school. He doesn't have a lot of experience at wide receiver, and, and it was kind of funny. He did admit that Kadarius Tony is a very exciting player, and has exciting plays. The play not be may not be good, but it's going to be very exciting. But he is working hard to become a all around receiver, become an overall receiver, and not just um you know not just a, a flash in the pan. Uh, whatever, beat coverage, go downfield, get up and catch a pass at its high point, learn how to be a receiver, uh, and then if Kadarius Tony can do that, it'll be even more of a weapon in this Gators offense. And I uh, asked about the offensive line coming along, and uh, he did say, quote, fortunately, we don't have to play for a while, <laughs> so uh, it is you heard him in the interview earlier when he was discussing the offensive line about the standard and, and, and the expectations uh, about advancing uh, as a group you I know mean, these guys have no choice in in having to in living up to that standard you know but he did mention they have to stay healthy uh and and they may be looking in the grad transfer market as well uh to help shore up that but uh, much like last year and a, and a lot of what Led to success of the offensive line and the offense in general was that offensive line staying healthy and those same starting five uh, being in for most of the games there. Um, So it's kind of the first time as well since Chuck Heater has been hired that we got to hear from Dan Mullen and I really like what Dan Mullen had to say and what they're doing with Chuck Heater being back on staff in Gainesville and Mullen says he gives a different perspective. And it's unique what they're doing him because they are. It They're having Chuck Heater work with the offense to give them a defensive perspective. He has a lot of experience and he's doing a, a lot of great quality control work for the Gators right now. But he's working with the offense to show, hey, this is what this defense may do here. This is what you can see this defense do. He's scouting defenses that the Gators will play for the offensive side of the ball. So he's working with the offense, giving them a defensive defensive perspective. And, you know, while we knew the quality control role was going to be tagged to the heater, they don't think we necessarily knew now, uh, until now, how that may shake out. So I kind of like, I know I, actually not kind of, I really like what they're doing with the heater. A lot of experience bringing in uh, back to this room it was previous on the Florida staff. I really helped recruit those 2006, 2007 classes and what they're bringing him in here to do now is uh, pretty unique in, in helping this offense. Uh, take that next step and uh, you know, help Mullen help those players uh, learn what some, some defenses in the sec uh, and around the country are going to be throwing at the skater's offense. Another quote that I really liked uh, from Mullen, and it was more about what did he do in year one to help the turnaround there? And he says, quote, I don't care how they did it before our way works. And he kind of, he's discussing and and talking about players weren't ready or prepared for the change last year, Mullen says, and uh, basically saying our vision is the best and it has proof of working. So trust us follow us, and we'll we'll get you where you need to be. And we definitely saw that uh, last year. Uh, Also, another Thing brought up here was trying to trying to make coaches stick around, and the the question was more in particular to getting Nick Savage, uh, you know maybe a raise or whatever. Uh, the, you know the fan base loves some Nick Savage out there, uh, no, no doubt about it. All uh, in all, the videos we saw the transformation uh, of this team. We saw what that transformation was able to do uh, in a turnaround to get ten wins last season, and you know. Mullen did say they're, they're they're trying to make coaches stick around and in in getting pay raises, getting extensions and contracts. And you know this was a discussion about Savage and keeping him around, but it was you know also to point out they're constantly working on on paying coaches, but the facilities as well. And, and he did admit that the pay and the facilities are are and especially the facilities are well below kind of the average uh, that you see out there. But we know we've seen the plans. Uh, and, and we do know they're working on fixing that and it's going to be built for long-term success. Can they put something up right now in, in the blink of an eye? Maybe, but you know, is that, are you doing it the right way? Will it be outdated in, in, in a year or so <laughs> already? We know there's some delays in some of the, uh, the football complex construction, uh, to do with it with the baseball stadium being torn down and a new football facility complex being built. Yeah. That's just, you know. Unfortunate that that is being delayed, but not much really Florida can do about that as costs rise of that. But they're going to do it the right way. They're going to make sure they do it the right way and not rush it. So one of my favorite kind of quips and jokes from the night is uh, Mullen jokes. His son asked, why would he go to Florida when they only won four games? And this was, of course, uh, when he, Mullen was discussing about him and his wife uh, in the coaching profession and also kind of just taking taking the Florida job and uh we know Tennessee was after Mullen um uh, right after they uh, you know where they were looking for a, a new coach uh as well about the same time Florida was and it maybe looked like he was going to go uh, to Tennessee uh if Florida didn't jump in uh, around that Thanksgiving weekend and uh they were talking and his wife knew once Florida called that they were going and he had to he was going to explain it to his son. And uh, it's, why would we go to Florida when they only won four games? So uh, later, kind of later on in the story, Mullen ha- hands his son his national championship rings that he says he can finally wear uh, because, you know, talking about Gators and not being about not not being at Mississippi State. Uh, but Mullen hands his son national championship rings and his son changes his tune as Mullen says, quote, we're going to win more. So his his son was fully on board. Uh, We're going to go get some more rings uh, that you know they can win national championships at the University of Florida uh, with a better chance than what they could do at Mississippi State. Or I uh, did say his son said, why can't we go to Clemson?" Well, okay, we know that, but you know, eight, nine, ten year old kid uh, may not uh, understand that. But uh, it was a uh, it was a good little story there. Uh, I thought, and in, and uh, in, uh, uh, one of the other aspects of Dan Mullen getting a job, uh, getting the job at the University of Florida. And one of the last thoughts in the night and kind of going back to on-field things was, you know, the flexibility in how to win games. Uh, And I really like this, too, because I don't, it was stuck in my mind a little bit as well, because um, I think it was just because I saw a highlight of the Florida Oklahoma National Championship game that Mullen was offensive coordinator for, uh, as well his last game as offensive coordinator um, at, at Florida. And Mullen says you got to have, and he was talking about um, this this year's team and what they can do now, and they have to be flexible. And mentioned that holding Oklahoma well below their average while scoring well below their average, but that's what it took, that they needed to win that game. 24-14, to 14. Oklahoma scoring 60 points a game <laughs> going into that game, Florida slowed the game down, needed to slow the game down, rely on their defense a little bit more, and that's, that's what they were able to do, and he says that's what they'll be able to do this year. If they need to run the ball and help their defense out, they'll have the flexibility to do that. If they need to go out there and score points and put points on the board, they need they need to be able to do that, and that's what how's how Mullen wants to build this team. So, that's kind of it uh, of kind of a summary of, uh, of a lot of the things Dan Mullen uh, was asked about, discussed about uh, in Jacksonville at the uh, Jacksonville Gator Club Gator Gathering. A lot of fun uh, meeting a lot of listeners, a lot of Gator Breakdown listeners. uh You know, a lot of I got to see uh you know, like I said, sat beside Daniel during the whole uh, whole event. Uh, Tony Aguilini. Um, uh, as well, got to see and talk with him a little bit. Dustin Woolbright, um, got to see him uh, before I scooted out of there. But a lot, of, a lot more uh, listeners out there as well. Thanks for telling me. Hey, I'm sorry, I can't remember all the names. <laughs> not trying to, uh, maybe, maybe a humble brag a little bit, but not trying to, uh, you know, forget anybody, ignore anybody. Uh, just thanks, thanks for all the listens. Nice to meet uh, a <clears throat> whole lot of you uh, in, in person. Glad you can make it out to. to to uh, the, this thing in Jacksonville where we were able to to get together hey we even did a we are the boys after uh, Mullen uh, left the stage So that was a lot of fun and uh- um, as well. So remember 945 this Saturday morning is the open practice in Gainesville, open football practice. Hope to see a lot of you out there as well. If I didn't get to see you in Jacksonville, I'll be looking for you uh, at the open practice uh, as well. So if you see me, stop and say, Hey, don't be shy. Uh like to, to like like to meet the people who uh, you really support uh, what we do here uh, on Gators breakdown. So probably next Monday will be the next episode. After that, you'll get the, my thoughts from open practice. And what the Gators get, what the Gators are doing there, and uh, probably next Monday night, Will Miles and I will kind of take a look uh, there. So, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown. We're uh, kind of had a lot of fun. <laughs> had a lot of fun. Right? Not not kind of. It was it was a lot of fun, and um, I really really enjoyed getting to uh, talk with Dan Mullen a little bit and uh, all the stories that he got to share uh, to uh, all these Jacksonville Gator fans around there. So I'm the host of Gator's Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SCC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gator's Breakdown.